0: Today's episode is going to be about my book, but first I want to get a couple things just kind of out of my system before we get started so I can be more serious. Okay, very good, and... Ah! There, now I'm ready. Welcome to Creative Ops, a podcast for creative people. I am Christopher Tallon, author of the new book *Switchers*, which is available exclusively for pre-order currently on Kindle over at Amazon. There will be paperback on the way, but uh, that's where we're at right now is pre-orders on Kindle e-books. So, if you like e-books, you're gonna have to get this one on Kindle, which. I think it's probably the more popular one because you can, now you don't even need to buy the e-readers, you can just get it on your phone or on your computer or tablet or whatever too. But that is neither here nor there. Today I'm here to talk to you about the book a little bit, but more specifically, kind of uh, the whole process that went into it, because it was a fair amount of time from when it started to, to when it finished. It was you know a couple of years from the time I started it to when I was actually like trying to get serious about publishing it. I started it right, well, hold on a second. First, I should tell you what it's about a little bit, right? My book is on Goodreads now. If you wanna go check that out over there. Okay, so here's from the Goodreads page. Switchers by Christopher Tallon. It started on the last day of school in a version of 1996 most of us don't remember. Kurt and his friends Andy, Birdie, and Dylan are starting summer break by an abandoned farmhouse behind a 7-Eleven. A run-in with some bullies ends the night in terror for everyone involved. The next morning, Kurt wakes up to complete chaos in what is the beginning of a journey of both distance and time no one could have imagined. Kurt and his friends time travel, switching bodies with their adult selves in the process, learning about each other, figuring out who they can trust, and hoping they can find a way home before they get stuck in a future with little hope of survival permanently. (laughs) So here's how this book came into existence, just kind of a timeline of events. Going till way back ago, until I was about 20, 21, I was not much of a student, never had much uh, care for school, and ended up working in construction a little bit. I almost tipped over a, a, a front loader with a a bunch of wood that I was trying to clear from a a site one time. That was fun. So, needless to say from that one story, that wasn't quite my uh, place in the world. I just was not good at anything. (laughs) I was doing construction for a while. Not very well. Joined the military. Did one enlistment. Didn't do poorly in the military. Just... You know, I don't like getting yelled at. I don't like having to shave. Obviously, my beard and hair is all over the place. Then I got out of the military with an honorable discharge, went to college on uh, the GI Bill. Then while I was in school, I was an English major, English literature major, and I started taking some creative writing classes with a professor named Pamela Dale Whiting who i think in the back of the book she uh taught me a lot about writing and also helped just kind of like build me up as a writer to where i believed that i actually was one and not just somebody who scribbled stuff in the <laughs> in the in the candlelight in his room with a with all his teen angst except i wasn't a teen i was in my 20s <laughs> Anyway, I graduated from school, started teaching. I was an English teacher in middle school. And, uh, you know, that's exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) It could be a little rough sometimes, but uh, I actually really liked it, and the only reason why I stopped was because uh, my wife and I just couldn't stop having children. (laughs) So, she's a nurse with experience. I was a teacher with relatively little experience. Obviously, she was making the the bigger paycheck. We talked about it and said, you know, for the amount of work that you're doing as a teacher, which, you know, my day usually started around like 4 a four a.m. <laughs> to get all my stuff done, then wake up with the kids, get them all ready, drop them off at daycare, get to school early enough, yada, 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 yada. So, uh, you know, we were thinking about all the costs with another kid, and it basically equaled out to me working just to spend all of the money that I was making on all the kids stuff. So we thought if I'm not gonna be making money anyway, I might as well be home with the kids. And it was shortly into that that I lost my mind. No, I didn't I didn't really have a any kind of steep drop off in uh, mental health in any serious way, but I was getting quite bored because I had gone from working construction. To being in the military, to being a full time college student, to being a teacher. I just was used to doing something. So that was when my wife suggested, Why don't you write a novel? You've always said you wanted to, and now you can. And, you know, it, it was actually easier to, to write when the, the youngest was real little because, you know, you just kind of got to flip them like a hamburger from their backs to their stomachs every couple of minutes. And you can do a lot of writing with the, the kid at your feet there when they're too little to get away from you. And that's essentially how I started writing the book was just during nap times while kids were otherwise occupied in the little, uh, what's that little thing that you sit the kid in and it's got the little circle that goes all the way around and they can kind of spin and grab things, whatever those things are called. Yeah, got the same one for the last three kids, man. Love that thing. Writers, if you got little kids, get them things to keep them occupied. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm writing the book, it's coming along and I meet a guy who's got a podcast who lives uh, pretty close to me and our kids were playing with each other at the time. He says, you know, what are you doing while you're staying at home with the kids? And I started telling him, you know, I'm writing a book. And he's like, oh, I have a podcast. That's pretty interesting. Why don't you come talk to me? So my friend Jason Teary, host of Threads Podcast, Life Unfiltered and hey guys media they've got a podcast too that i should know the name of off the top of my head and i don't and also gr rideshare uh well formerly gr rideshare now the gig economy podcast big shout out to jason and all those podcasts long story short jason has uh started hey guys media group which is a podcast production company, and they helped me get this one started. And if not for that, I would not have met some of the other people that I thanked at the beginning of the back section of my book in the acknowledgments. For example, the second episode of my podcast, the one you're listening to right now, is how I met Jennifer Susie, who's a fantastic writer, and she's been a great supporter of mine um, with the encouragement, and she's read, I think, Two drafts of the book and given notes on it. Just amazing human being. Then I had Brandon Scott on the show, who, another fantastic writer, and also just a very supportive guy. Tried to give me a couple avenues to, uh, you know, try to get my foot in the door with the publisher somewhere, and none of them worked out. But still, I appreciated the the, the support and uh, the kind words and the note that uh, the, that you wrote me to keep keep on going and get this thing over the finish line. So, Brandon Scott, thank you, sir. Okay, and then I met Kirk Ross, host of A Talk in the Attic, because we have two podcasts that have kind of a similar tone and flavor to them. His is much better, especially in the the YouTube department. I just put audio up. He's got great videos, so you should check out A Talk in the Attic on YouTube. But I met Kirk. We became friends really quickly just kind of have a a similar energy and uh he ended up helping me out after we did several collaborations together on podcasts and things uh helping me out and did the art on on the book so when you look at the book cover that is kirk ross creative extraordinaire Um, and then shortly after kirk was on the show brandon scott reached back out to me again and said hey man there is a writer who is really good He's amazing And he's fun to talk to You should have him on your show His name is Joshua Marcella So I did a you know little free sample read That you can get <laughs> online Read a little bit Thought alright yeah I'll check him out Especially if Brandon says uh, says so Because anybody who's a guest on the show By the way if you're listening to past guests You have an open invitation to suggest uh, New guests Doesn't mean I'll always take it but Please, you know, let me know if somebody's doing something cool. I always like to no. know. And Josh came on. It was a great interview. I've had him on a couple times since. I think I'm going to do his podcast uh, later on, which is called Writers on Wax. Check out Writers on Wax, along with all Joshua Marcella's books, Scratches and Severed are just amazing. Um, he ended up formatting the book for me. So... Big shout out for for that, and he's kind of been my uh, self-publishing guru. I've asked him many, many questions, and he never seems to get bored or annoyed with me, so thanks for that, Josh. And then uh, shout out back again to Jennifer Susie, because when I said, hey, I, I think I'm just going to self-publish this thing, things haven't been uh, going well with the small publisher that I've been talking to, and yada, 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 she said, all right, well, you should have TJ Tranchel." edit the book for you i thought all right well i'll read something of his see what i think and i read tj tranchel's book tell no man and it was so good that not only did i want him to edit my book but i wanted to have him be a guest just solely to talk about his book tell no man so check that out tj tranchel tell no man is the book that, that i read that was just amazing and it's a uh, uh, what's it called? Mormon, Mormon dispossession. dispossession. That's the word I was looking for, dispossession. It's like an exorcism, but the, the Mormon word is actually, he he dug up a lot of factual books here uh, for this one in research. Mormon dispossession. dispossession. Very good book, very talented writer, and a great editor, and all of those people that I just mentioned. Jennifer Susie, Brandon Scott, Kirk Ross, Joshua Marcel, and T.J. Tranchel. Thank you guys so much for uh, all your help and support directly into, uh, and some of you indirectly in ways too, for, uh, helping me get this thing going and, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys. Okay. So the actual process that goes into writing a book when you're me, (laughs) see how well I can do this. First, I write everything by hand. I write everything by hand on a yellow legal pad. I like yellow better. And I've got a pen that I absolutely love too. It's the um, the G2, the Pilot G2 pen. And I know you're thinking like that clear clicky pen. Yeah, except I got a metal case. So that pen, but in a fancier looking case with a softer rubber grip, love it. I love a heavy pen writing on paper. I, I don't know why I just do it. So I write everything on paper first, then I take the paper i was doing it when i was like 15 20 pages into written pages before i would then take that back and enter it into the computer which was a very long and taxing way to do it and i relied on friends to let me use their houses as like writer's retreats They'd be like don't mind me i'll just be in your spare room writing all day <laughs> um so shout shout out to paul and ross for letting me use your houses guys thank you So I type out, once I get about 100 pages, then I print that out, review it, page by page with a pen in hand, make little notes on it, then type those changes and notes into the manuscript again on the computer, and then keep on plugging away, get another 100 pages that way, and every 100 pages I stop and review everything that I've written, make sure that it all flows nicely together. So I figure I did that three, four times over with a 370 page book. Then people read it, make Notes tell me what they think, and I evaluate the, <laughs> the constructive criticism and uh, apply changes from what I've heard as I saw fit. And then, obviously, once I had done that, you know, a few times over, I don't know exactly how many drafts of this book I did. Um, then I sent it over to TJ Tranchel, and he made some notes. Then I sent it over to Josh for formatting. He sent me back some files. I recently sent it out to some people who read it, gave me some notes on, uh, you know, redundant words or off instead of of or, you know, things like those. So we're trying to get those to a minimum right now. And the book is available for pre-order exclusively on Amazon Kindle for right now. And uh, eventually there will be paperback. And uh, yeah, so... Stay tuned for that. All right. That's the end of it, buddy. I will see you next week. Check out the show notes and visit all of the links for those cool people I was talking about. And also visit the link to pre-order my book, Switchers, on Kindle. Thanks, guys. Mwah. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 man. Weird, right?